Howdy friends. Welcome to Home Drone. I'm your host R.P. Smith. Quite a few of my friends will be on the road this morning making their way back from the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada. And my son Zane will be sharing I-80 with him as he makes his way back from a Salt Lake City rodeo. Zane is getting his feet wet at some PRCA events and is traveling part of the time with a bareback rider and fellow Nebraskan. These two rodeo cowboys might be the two smallest men in the circuit at the moment, although I would think there was a bull rider somewhere that didn't push a scale past 130. I'm trying to come up with the perfect sponsors for this team of Nebraska cowboys without going the short guy joke route. Maybe one of the commercial airlines could use them as models to show that their seats offer plenty of leg room. They would just need to make sure no one else was in the picture. And who would be better than a couple of up-and-coming roughies to promote frequent flyer miles? Perhaps Ford could use them to promote their new Ford Ranger King Ranchette edition. This team could make it look like an F-350 hauling a crew of steer wrestlers. Maybe McDonald's could get on board and use them to promote the Big Mac. Could any other cowboys make the Big Mac look any bigger? My experience as a cowboy poet might be influencing my train of thought, as transportation and food are also big issues for us rhyming road warriors. Which gets me back to the subject of my friends coming home from Elko. A young friend of mine, Jake Riley from Riverdale, Nebraska, is now a two-time National Cowboy Poetry Gathering veteran. Jake and I will be doing some shows in the area together this year, and I'll sure let you folks know when they're coming up. But so far, it has not worked out for us to be going the same place at the same time. He did offer to let me ride along this year, but that gets us back to the subject of cowboy poets needing sponsorship to cover travel and food, especially if you happen to be a cowboy poet that owns cows. Let's ride along with Jake this morning as he explains his evolution from roper to rider to rhymer. He said roping's so much work. Man, think of all the money you spend on that mount of yours and that other horse and at the practice bin. He said, I don't have to pack no panels, hay, and all that other junk. Just a war bag and a saddle, I can fit them in the trunk. When I hit the trail, I travel light, just like a cowboy should. In a Buick, with a couple bucks, dip my hat and call her good. Said, you got a sticky seat and pretty fast feet. I'll fix you up with a saddle. I'm telling you, pard, riding Bronx is a lot less work than chasing cattle. He said, you think about it next time you're cleaning pens and hauling water. I'll be sitting down at Denny's with that pretty rancher's daughter. It's the classic cowboy event with horse and rider like a dance. History's quintessence, the true Western romance. It was an investment in my legacy. I'd leave a picture for my kids. That's old dad there in the saddle, but you'd swear it's Casey Tibbs. He said I'd be a natural and swore I was built just right. So I boarded my first bronc. One summertime Saturday night. All right. Turn your toes out, but not just yet. Make like a jockey with your knees. Keep them right here neath the swells and maintain a constant squeeze. Lean back, lift on your rein. Keep your chin ducked to your chest. Charge the front end with your spurs, and when she bucks, she'll do the rest. Nod your head whenever you're ready. No bill will slack the flank. Said the horse's name was Sheep Camp. Didn't sound too awfully rank. Maybe I've got too much rain. What was that you said? But as I looked again down her mane, the gate man saw my nodding head. I was thinking of the multitudinous ways I could have better spent my cash as I 
climbed to the end of that rain and shot up over top the dash. What happened next, I confess, is still a bit of a blur. I knew something had gone awry when I looked up and saw a spur. I did my final check for landing, and just before I hit the ground, I realized I'd hung a pedal. And so began the second round. She bucked and kicked to beat the band. Another lap she'd go, with a ghost rider in the saddle and a loopy there in tow. How long I'd be able to evade her hooves, there weren't no way of telling. I just closed my eyes in desperate prayer, both arms around my melon. I could almost read my tombstone. I sure thought the end was near. Here lies a gent who should have been content with rope and steers. At last, she mercifully stepped on my belt, which helped liberate my boot. She dropped me like a sack of maize with a raised tail salute. I found my feet and I could see I was limping just a little at the south end of the arena with my shaps out in the middle. I set out to find my shirt. I was glad the nightmare had finally ended. My leg didn't really hurt, but it sure seemed to be extended. I collected my shredded duds with my hat down over top my eyes and made my way to the strip and shoot, where the jokes were no surprise. Well, you didn't look too bad, Parge. Your mark out was nice and tight. We'll fine-tune your leather a little to get you buying just right. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, as he handed down my rig. In the future, be sure your boots are at least a half a size too big. That was a fellow Nebraska cowboy poet, Jake Riley, with an autobiographical effort that he calls Sheep Camp. Thanks for riding along on Homegrown this morning. Hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today, that he is raining on your place, and that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith.